This is the TJ Show. My intention in reading this headline is not to freak you out. It could be the end of the world, but I don't think it is. <laughs> wow. No, Thanks I'm just for not freaking me I mean, out. We never really know. And I just see this and it's like, oh, good, another movie headline here. The headline reads Mysterious Humming Noise Keeping Northern Ireland City Awake at Night. I know what that is. It's my cat Apollo. <laughs> that's no, no, what this, keeps me up at night. No, no, this is North. You think it's a cat in Ireland that's yeah, doing this? It's a cat. My mind goes to. Alien, like finally the hovering spacecraft, and of course you can't see it or find it. It's a cat. But listen to this story. The sound, described as a humming or buzzing noise, has been reported most frequently between 10 p.m. and midnight. So people are reporting this mysterious hum. No one knows where it's coming from. They've even hired a company to investigate using special equipment to try to find and detect where the sound is coming from. I've tried to find a lot of things. I've never had to try to find a sound. Well, I guess that's not true. Like if my refrigerator squeaks and I don't know what it is right away, I go, whoa, what is that? Ah, and I hear and I go, oh, it's that refrigerator. Give it a little knock. It's fine. Or when the battery is low and one of those, um, your smoke detectors. Yes. You got to figure Beep. out which one in the house <laughs> yes. it is. You go from room to room. You're like, where is it? Yeah, if they need more help, what I would suggest doing if I was consulting the project is just start going around kicking things and the hum's going to stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> just knock a couple things. It, it's as easy. But it's freaking some people out. And what's weird, people don't know why some people can hear it and some people can't. So... Only Aww. certain people are reporting the sound. Others are saying, what are you talking about? I don't hear anything. That also happens in our car. Sometimes my car will make a sound. I'm like, Jess, do you hear that? And she's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, that, that little scent, you don't hear that? <laughs> no, I don't. And vice versa. Like, we can hear some sounds and others can't. That's what cars do when you take them to the shop. Like, the yes. mechanic's never like, what are you talking about? And you're like, it goes like this. But you take the car and it doesn't make any sound. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, probably still there but they just yeah, can't hear it. exactly it's very weird jabo so what do you think i mean are we thinking this is an alien do we think this is dangerous for the world uh, some are saying it's providing a disturbance and causing real concern while others just say they've gotten used to it that's a horrible thing to get used to i don't know why you have to jump to the end of the world mm-hmm. i think it's way more likely that somebody organized this massive prank in Northern Ireland, where everybody from 10 to 12 plays the same sound on their phones, mm. and that way all the people around them can hear it. And some people can, some people can't, depending on where they are. Yeah, it's a good question. Is TikTok still legal in Ireland? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it might be one of these TikTok videos. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Because they keep up in the game and, and making the bar higher and higher, and you're going to start messing with whole communities. It started with just messing with your mom and dad. <laughs> now, now we're moving on to, like, full-on countries. Kenny, what do you think the noise sounds like? Can you give me, like, a good hum? Probably like. What are you envisioning, Jabo? I really envision my cat, a cat purr, just like that. See, I'm thinking more like a, (laughs) which is a little. It's freaky, right? Yeah. Because if people are not sleeping, it's got to be like, what's it going to do next? Because if it was just flat out, just a, you'd fall asleep because it's like those little sound machines. Yeah like white noise as long as it's not because that then i'd be concerned it's the end of the world what's that sound again it's the end of the world well that's what all the movie trailers do so uh, we'll keep our eye on the story thankfully it doesn't affect us where we are right but uh i'm thinking about the people in northern ireland today (laughs) hello to trevor in maine is that really you 
That's it. How's it going? <laughs> Doing great. Now, I hear you're a snowplower, and obviously Maine is known for getting some snow from time to time. Yes, we love it. We need you snowplowers. And, you know, if someone's listening in Key West right now, they don't know what that's like unless they've escaped right. it, which many have, right? Right. Yeah, I'll get to that point in my life, but not yet. Yeah, yeah, you're working hard. How much you pull in? Like, give me some uh, numbers that I can think about. If anyone's thinking about getting into the snowplow business, how much do you rake in for, like, a personal driveway versus a mall parking lot? Oh, it, it depends. Contracts usually go down when, when you go get into big commercial stuff, but you can get away with doing just, you know, anybody's driveway down your road for 30 40 bucks. Well, a, that a sounds. Storm, you know what I mean. That's a good price. I like that thirty yeah. or forty dollars. So you don't have to shovel and. Depending on your driveway, of course. But. Yeah, you know what I always get scared of. You know why I, I always default to snow plowers if I need them. I always read those stories about the people who are like they just felt like shoveling the snow and then they have a heart attack and it's like you shouldn't have done that hard of work out of nowhere and I'm like you know what I don't need this the headlines are scaring me I'm gonna call Trevor and so there that, you go. Yeah. Th- that keeps yeah, you all in business with me right that's and cool can't beat it Trevor are you happy in your life absolutely okay tell me the best thing about it uh, my kids I got a two-year-old and a nine-year-old wow oh, good for cool. you you like spending time with them Oh, man, it's the best. I sort of default, this is terrible, but sometimes I'll default to try to like do my own thing. And I realized that, and I've had to change that over the years. Like when we first had our first baby, it was like, how do I spend as little time around this as possible? <laughs> and that's terrible. <laughs> but it was, honest. it was so different right. for me. I'd never been around kids before. And I saw like, no, that's not the way I want to be. And now I love being around them. I love sitting on the couch with them in front of the fire where we are. We're just oh, starting absolutely. some fires. Hearing about how their day is and really connecting with them as people and not- right. Conveniences. Well, I just like seeing the personality grow. Honestly, just in a year, just you know, once they start talking and stuff and, and moving around and just you know, I I just like the the fact that they and it kind of does scare people, but it, they turn into you, you know, sooner mm-hmm. or later. So and day by day, it, it kind of you or your spouse, one or the other, usually. <laughs> you know, my mom says that all the time about my oldest daughter. She's like, she's just another version of you. I'm like, no, she's her own person. She's right. uh, but she does have some sarcasm and says some weird oh, things yeah, sometimes. They, get, I go, they pick up a few things over yeah. the years. I yeah. Got, oh right. yeah, that that sounds like me yeah. when I was her age. Okay, well, <laughs> right. let's work on that. Okay, we want to refine that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yep, Trevor, no. how did you find our show? I've been listening since you guys. I mean, I think it was like the day after Halloween. It's my first station on my. It's it's locked. That's awesome, Trevor. I like I like the the side conversations and like you know and and it's interesting too. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm learning something while my ride. I travel all over, so it's nice. That's fantastic. Well, Trevor, you made my day. Thank you for choosing this radio station. Thank you for sticking with our show. I know we are new in a lot of places, and sometimes it can be very jarring to hear new voices. Right. I mean, think about you walk into a party and there's someone new there. They can be pretty annoying at mm-hmm. first, but the fact that you keep tuning in, and now I feel like we're friends, Trevor. I'm so oh, grateful. Yeah. I love it. So grateful yeah. for your nope. time every day. Tell your friends about it, and you be safe out there while you're plowing, okay? I will. You guys have a wicked good time. You too. Yep. Much love right. to you, Trevor, and your family. Thank you. Bye. I've always said this. We've got the best listeners. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't definitely. care what the other shows say. We've got the best That's listeners. Right. Listen to Trevor. What a great guy. I'm about to share with you the weirdest story that I've seen in a long time. And full disclosure, I read this completely wrong 
when I first saw it, and I was actually offended about what I thought Starbucks was doing. But it turns out Starbucks is just being Starbucks. They're fine. <laughs> Listen to this headline. It says, Starbucks customers are camping outside of stores to buy Red Stanley tumblers. Now, when I heard that, I thought, Red Stanley, how dare they take advantage of Red Stanley? This is the little flat guy that the kids bring around and they go on a vacation and they take a picture with a Red Stanley. That's- I'm like, reading this, I go, are you kidding me? They took Red Stanley and this was a teacher and the schools need money and they came up with this thing. And I was like, how could they do that? It's getting greed is worse than ever. Turns out that's Flat Stanley. So (laughs) Flat Stanley is different than Red Stanley. Red Stanley is a red cup that you put coffee in. And uh, a little oversight on my part. Breathe, breathe, TJ. (laughs) I will say that the story is still ridiculous, even if it's not about Flat Stanley. So may I read to you what's happening? Have you heard about the Red Stanley Tumblr and why people are camping outside of stores to get this container that holds liquid? It's insane. Starbucks is selling a red Stanley cup. And, and I look at it, all it looks like is a red tumbler, right? Right. $49.95. Demand has become so high across the internet. Videos are popping up of multiple people camping out in front of the store to score limited edition tumblers. One Redditor described a less than pleasant encounter with two women who were camped outside their Starbucks location waiting to purchase the tumbler. When she found out she didn't get one, she lost it. She said that the cups were purchased and she said, oh no, I talked to the shift manager and she guaranteed me a cup. What is up with these cups? Why do we need red tumblers? Well, it's a Stanley. I think it's Stanley is, I don't use Stanley tumblers, but I've seen them everywhere. They're trending on TikTok. Everybody has to have one. I mean, it has a straw in it and you can keep your drinks cool or warm yes, and yes. have a handle on it. Like every other tumbler. I know, but do this you know, one is I, popular apparently. I got one for free. From a water filtration company, okay? They came to my house. They serviced the water that comes into my house. They gave me a free tumbler. It works great. It keeps the liquid hot or it keeps it cold. But is it a Stanley tumbler? I don't know. I think it's a Yeti. If it's not a Stanley. No, it's a Yeti. Oh, Yeti's pretty good. Right? <laughs> well, if it just so happens that stores run out of Stanleys, Yeti's a great option. Well, Why are people what? camping and fighting? Yeti used to be the thing people were fighting for, now they're fighting for Stanleys. I mean, what is... Jabo, I mean, has the world gone insane or what? Just that part of the world. The ones who love Stanley Cups. <laughs> so then it goes on to say, there's more Redditors commenting, I've been hearing so much about these cups, and I had to look them up, and what do I see? They're just red, question mark. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what people are, in her words, losing their whole humanity over, a glorified solo cup. Now that the tumblers are sold out at most Starbucks locations, many of them now are surfacing on websites. This is another part of the story. There's one going for $200 on eBay to get a red cup. And people are paying for it, aren't they? Are you kidding me? Now, I'm not telling anyone what to do with their money, but considering the fact that there's no shortage of containers to put liquid in, could we save... (laughs) $50, you get a nice tumbler. doesn't matter the brand. It's a beautiful tumbler. What if you took the other 150 and bought a Thanksgiving dinner for someone, right? For a family. You could feed families for weeks. But, but instead, it's not the Stanley not tumbler. The, I'm so confused by this, Jabo. Stop being logical, TJ. I thought this was so cool, Jabo, that you take the time to do this kind of a thing for your friend. No. So tell me, you were at a restaurant and you noticed you were doing something at the end of the meal. Yeah, I was stacking my plates and putting them at the edge of the table so that the waiter didn't have 
much work to do when they came back to the table. You were like preparing it for her. Yeah. So she could take it, aligning the forks, right. clearing out the plates. Yeah. And you realized you started doing this because you saw a friend of yours do this a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. My friend Ashley. So here's what Jabo does. She goes, yeah, I thought of my friend Ashley. It was a good memory. I find myself still doing this. I saw her do it first. I'm going to let her know about it. And just let her know that you're thinking about her. Yeah. I think this is so sweet, Jabo. And you uh-huh. recorded her response because I thought her response was really sweet. Because I honestly didn't know where or where or why she got it from. But right. I know I got it from her. So here's the message Jabo sent to her friend Ashley. Recently, my husband Archie and I went out to dinner. And when we got done eating, we stacked our plates on top of each other. And we put it at the edge of the table. And when the waitress came over, she looked at us and she smiled and she said, oh, you guys must have worked in the restaurant industry because you stacked up your plates. And I just looked at her and I said, no, I'm just trying to be thoughtful and just trying to be hopeful. I do that because of you. I remember one time you and I went out to eat and I saw you stack up plates and I just thought it was like the nicest thing. Why do you do that? I just think it's so cool that there's really no reason for you to strike up this conversation with her. Yeah. But you're just showing, hey, I'm thinking about you. I yeah. care about you. And you're checking in with her. When was the last time you talked to her? Lately, life has been so crazy that I haven't talked to her probably in about two to three weeks. This actually brought tears to my eyes that, that made that um, effect on you and you'd pay it forward all these years later. See, right off the bat, tears to her eyes because Jabo just thought to mention this to her. So I never worked in the restaurant business. Uh, my sister does still, but I learned the stacking of plates through my mom. So my mom always taught me since I was little to always care about everybody around you, care about yourself and to make sure that you always think about and see everybody around you. And so she used to stack plates, you know, she'd even empty the food onto another plate. And then so the one on the bottom's empty and then stack all the forks and knives to make sure that they're secure and they don't fall off. So I grew up seeing my mom do that and many other things um, for other people, just being very considerate. I love you. I'm so glad that you're still doing it. And thank you for sharing that. In this season of giving (laughs) thanks, J-Bo giving thanks to one of her friends who inspired her in what's a seemingly small way, but really it's a big deal. I love you, (laughs) J-Bo. Happy almost Thanksgiving. See, we got to keep getting closer to Jabo because, like, when you're Jabo's friend, she just checks in to let you know she's inspired by you and strikes up conversations that are encouraging. I love it. I, it's so simple and it's so easy to forget about it. I'm so thankful that I have really good friends in my life because that's something that I didn't learn anywhere else but from her. So. Yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's just great to have Jabo around. It's great to have Ashley too, because yes. you guys are sharpening each other. That's right, and that's what happens when we trust our friends and mm-hmm. we're doing life together. We're being intentional about going to a restaurant and just being around one another, yep. getting off these dumb screens, having conversations. Yes, you know, a friend of mine said something recently that I'm telling you, it changed the course of my life. I mean, just from a random phone conversation that we were having. What was it? Because I wanted to change the course of my <laughs> life too. It was that impactful. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'll tell you in a moment. Oh, come Coming up on. on the TJ Show. This is the TJ Show. We were just chatting about how awesome Jabo is that she reaches out to her friends when she thinks of them. And I mentioned that because of a conversation I had with a dear friend of mine recently, something came up that literally changed the course of my life. And I want to know what that was. Yeah. And I have my friend Edgar on the phone. Edgar, are you there? 
How you doing, DJ Dable and your awesome listeners, the whole crew? What's Great up, to be man? on with you guys again. So we were talking, and I mentioned something about saving money for my kids. You know, and how important that is, yeah. and we've got to make sure that we're stockpiling for our children. Mm-hmm. And I was so focused on how do we set up our children with their finances in a way that's going to help them in the future. Because right. as a parent, you look out off into the future and you, yeah. you just think like you want to make sure your kids are set up. You don't want them to be at a disadvantage in any way. And Edgar, you stopped me. And what did you say? I said, first of all, that's great, TJ. I think a lot of parents go through that stress of wanting to leave our children, right? Tons of houses, I don't know, millions of dollars in the bank. So they don't have to stress about life like we did. But it's something they could call generational wealth, right? And what I share with you, TJ, is generational wealth isn't just financial wealth. Most importantly, generational wealth is spiritual wealth and emotional wealth. The greatest gift that we can give our children is to be present parents. We got to remember that if we raise our children right, they can earn their own money. Because no matter how much money our kids have as adults, They'll never be able to buy loving, present parents for their childhood. And we only have about 10 years with our children where we are kind of the center of their universe. From birth to about 10 years old or maybe like middle school. Because outside of that, friends start influencing them way more. TV, uh, music. So that very short window of time is when we get to leave our inheritance in our children, which is how to be kind, a work ethic, discipline, a hunger, and lots of love. So I just want to encourage you, TJ, and myself and other parents that keep stressing out about, oh my gosh, I got to leave my kids with all this money. It's like, no, do not exchange you working so much that you miss out on your child's childhood and they grow up to be broke adults because they didn't have you in their life when they were kids. Yeah. And it just struck me. And it was interesting timing because my wife, Jess, had just read Britney Spears' memoir. Yeah. And she talks about, dude, she's got so much money. Mm. She's one of the top earning performers of all time. And there's obviously a lot of family stuff that she shares in that book. Mm. And she, it seems like she's longing for that love, you know, and, yeah. and she would give anything for that. You think about Michael Jackson, right, right who had it all. Yeah. And then through the years, and you read his biography and the different things, he was always longing for that childhood. Anyone can make money. Anyone can set up a, you know, 401k, whatever it is. Right. But it, it, can you love your kids? And so since that conversation, I've been super intentional about just making time to, even if it's at night for five minutes, like talking to my kids, seeing how they're doing. And that's always a work in progress because it's always easy to default to, I've got to work more. I've got to do this more. And, and so I'm so grateful. And it was a great example, Edgar, of how friends can sharpen one another. Now, well, I appreciate you, TJ. Um, you know that you've been there for me so many times and my wife, you and Jess. And you and Jess, your wife, are such amazing parents. You guys are an inspiration for us. As a fellow girl dad to another girl dad, <laughs> I get a lot of tips and learn a lot from you guys and what you guys are going through. And, and um, yeah, man, that's what we got to do. Iron sharpens iron, and we got to be there to encourage each other in these situations. You know, you brought up the Michael Jackson example. And, I mean, he literally built an amusement park in one of his homes because that's how much he wished he had a childhood. Yeah. You know, and you speak to a lot of people that made a lot of money in life and in their deathbed, all they wish for is, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. That's it. And vice versa. You know, 
kids with a lot of money that maybe didn't have loving parents. They're like, man, I wish I would have just had a, a present father's or present mother. So, you know, let's not forget the most important generational wealth that we can leave our children with, which is spiritual and emotional. Edgar, thank you so much for that. Love you guys. We love you too. Love you, dude. That was well said. Thank you. Thank you, guys. There he is, Edgar. Man, See, that was good. that was that what it was, Jay. That is really good. <laughs> See, I'm not a parent, but I have nieces and nephews, and I'll be honest, it's easy to never miss a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, but taking the time out of my day to have like a FaceTime conversation with them, man, I trip over myself. I'm like, oh, I don't have time today. I don't have time today. And then I feel guilty about it, but I know that when I do call them, they're excited to see me. They're excited to talk to me. Well, there's the wealth that yeah. you've given to your family. I happen to catch the trailer for an upcoming Hallmark Christmas movie that's coming out. I think this is on Friday night, and I have to check in with our Hallmark movie expert, camera guy Josh. Is there a movie about like a mom and a son getting trapped in a lighthouse? Or, you know, maybe that wouldn't be Hallmark. They willingly go to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then the mom realizes she doesn't like Christmas anymore, but then they wind up on like a desert island and start decorating with lights and then she likes Christmas again. Is that correct? Well, TJ, she's just lost her Christmas magic. I think she's just she's just lost the love of Christmas that she once had before and just goes to a place to rediscover it with her son. So I saw this by accident and I thought, like Josh, who I know and love, like really likes these movies and you're tuning in for these. Like oh, this yeah. is something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're good. They're great. No, nothing <laughs> on Hallmark is great. I've seen other Hallmark movies and they're corny. Uh, this mm. is a whole world that I didn't know about before I met Camera Guy Josh, and now I'm in tune with it. Mm. And these movies have passionate fans, and they're also cranking out like weekends of movies. So, isn't it three movies per weekend now? Well, four if you count their other channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. For a week. This man. Kenny decided, because your girlfriend is one of these people who's obsessed. She's even gone to conventions to meet the stars of these Hallmark Christmas movies. And you watched a full movie for the first time, which I have not done yet. Mm -hmm. What was your impression of it, and what was it about? It was The Nine Lives of Christmas. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Get out! Is it about cats? Please tell me it's about cats. Yes, it's about cats. And love. And love, of course. <laughs> Hardly any Christmas, Josh. I mean, it, that one was kind of just set during Christmas time. I didn't get a lot of Christmas spirit from well, it. Well, cats and Christmas, they are hilarious because they always mess up the tree. Always. Or they scratch a light and then they get electrocuted. And it's like, oh, kitty just burnt to a crisp. That's what's really hard to decorate for Christmas sometimes because my cat Apollo will go after the tree. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it was about? No, no. So there was a cat that was owned by a person who passed away and then somehow ran away, found itself in a firehouse. The firehouse adopted essentially this cat. And then the hot guy at the firehouse who's posing for firehouse calendar pictures meets this woman who works at a pet store, an aspiring veterinarian. She has a cat as well. The two cats fall in love with each other, and the two people fall in love with each other. Is the veterinarian <laughs> posing for veterinarian calendar photos too? No, no. That wasn't part of that it. That sounds horrible. How was it? It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it was bad, but it was kind of so bad it was good, if that makes sense. So is, is the point that these movies are so bad that they kind of make you laugh because of how ridiculous they are? I was doing... Um, 
Mystery Science Theater, I was chatting the whole time, commenting on the movie and how ridiculous it was. Like, I called the cats falling in love. I was like, oh, tell me the cats are going to fall in love. And lo and behold, the cats are inseparable for the rest of the movie. But your girlfriend really loves this stuff. You probably shouldn't make fun of it. I just want to know if Kenny's girlfriend, Allison, was in love with you. She's seen this movie a thousand times, so I don't think she minded me talking over a part of it. Quick pitch. Why should someone start watching these movies? Uh, because of all of the joy that it's going to give you to absolutely know what is coming next, even though you haven't seen the movie ever <laughs> yeah. before in your life. So you you feel smart and yeah. you can figure it out. You feel smart, <laughs> you enjoy it, and when it happens, there's that rush of joy that comes over you, and you just say, I called it, I there knew it, it is. <laughs> it's like watching Jeopardy for the easy questions. Right. Brand new movies again this weekend, I can't believe it. The other day, I was at a store and someone handed me a business card. And so I put it in my pocket, and later in the day, I put my hand in my pocket to get a coin that I needed. Somehow the business card caught part of my finger and cut me. And I'm like, you know... You got a paper cut? (laughs) Yes. Oh, those are the worst. It's like, man, you know, like, why are you giving me sharp business cards? (laughs) Come on. Mm -mm. Just at this point... Just send me your contact card. I'm a big fan of paper. You know I love paper so much. Right. But I think there are ways to declutter our lives and also to protect ourselves. Every time you wash your hands from here on out for the next few days, you're going to remember that business card because it's going to burn. <laughs> the soap is going to burn that paper cut so bad. That is a great point. I think about it. Every time I feel oh. a little bit of pain in my finger, I go, oh yeah, that, that's that business. So mm. maybe it's actually brilliant marketing. No, it's still horrible marketing. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Jabo, what's happening in your world today? Every once in a while, I go through my emails and try to clear them out because they pile up. I have like thousands of thousands of emails. And as I was clearing out one of my email accounts, I realized that I still haven't used my free birthday goodies. So my birthday was last week. Mm-hmm. And for your birthday, if you sign up for rewards for different companies, you get an email for like free treats. And I have this like six or seven treats just waiting for me in my email. Do they allow you to use it after your birthday? Some companies do. Okay. Yeah, some will give you like 30 days, which is great. You Others, get on that. not so much. I won't mention the name. They don't allow you to go get their, get your free coffee after your that birthday day. Yeah, the clock is ticking, J-Bo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Working by, on it. Yeah, by the way, if for some reason you're not going to use them, let me figure out how to look like you, and oh. I'll walk into the local coffee shop. I'll get the coffee. It's not, it's not your birthday. No. <laughs> yes, Kenny. Are you still good for No Shave November if you trim your neck hair, or are you out at that point? Have you failed? Well, it didn't say no trim. Because I have the neck hair down low on the neck, and I couldn't stand it, so I gave it a little trim. Mm -mm. Otherwise, I haven't shaved since October 31st. No, I think you're out, bro. I say (sighs) go big or go home. No clippers whatsoever. The hair must grow. Kenny, question for you. Yes, sir. Where do people go if they want to get more information about No Shave November? There are plenty of services. I know that No Shave November is... You're Googling right now. Yeah. Yes. What do you think, He's man? trying to give you an answer like you asked him for. There are two different types of people for No Shave November. Those who are trying out a beard and those who really know the cause and why they're growing out their beard. And Kenny, I think... No-shave.org. <laughs> hey. You knew it all along. Yeah. <laughs> are you just kind of experimenting with a beard? Well, I, I generally... 
either shave or not shave based on laziness. Right. Uh, so this is a good excuse not to shave all right. month long, but the neck hair I just can't stand. But you do care about the cause. Of course, yes, I yeah. do. You I, just didn't know where to send people. No, I have several members of my family that have dealt with prostate cancer, and yeah, that's men's health is what it's all about, so I'm, I'm 100% supportive of the cause. And that is a great way to disarm somebody making fun of you mm, for not you. knowing the cause. Got him. This is very important stuff. That's I wanted to come up with another excuse to mention it because it is something that is so important and we do need to pay attention to what this cause is all about. And at the same time, it's fun to grow out our beards and see what they look like. Yeah, so this is me for two weeks. Good job, Kenny. Kenny is a very thoughtful person. Remember when he had really long hair and he chopped it all off and he was going to donate it to Locks of Love? Yes. Have you donated your hair yet? I still have it. Um, oh, f- that was forget m- what I just said. Forget that was what months I just- ago. Wait that was months you ago. You still have your hair I in a bag? back. You're right. I, I've been procrastinating on that. It's in a bag. It's in You my chopped kitchen. it off and put it in a bag so you can mail it off. You even wrote them and said, hey, how can I get this to you? We all, at the time he mentioned that, we were like, oh, Kenny, that's so nice. Yeah. And then we never brought it up again. You remember. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> yeah, thanks for remembering, j Always, Kenny. But, no, but actually, thank you for the reminder. I really ought to do that. Our producer, Kenny, might be the biggest fan of television and movies that I know. I mean, he's spent months and months of his life. We've done the calculations. Oh, yeah. It's been a lot. And, like, you've seen every Marvel movie. Yeah. And now you have a girlfriend, so you drag her along to your obsessions, which (laughs) she happens to like a lot of them, too, right? Yeah, but there have been a couple of things that she started watching because of me. Like, she never watched The Bachelor before me. She never watched Survivor before me so so I she asked it. you one thing she's a big fan of these furious fast fast and furious movies <laughs> with vin diesel and she just wants you to watch one of them and it's not your cup of tea and so you guys are finally sitting down you're finally doing something for her and what happens well she didn't even ask me i offered because i wanted to do something for her because she does so much for me We finally sat down months after it came out, even months after it's been available to watch for free on Peacock, and I fell asleep for Ah. probably about half the movie. The one thing she wants, and you can't keep your eyes open? It was hard, and we had a long day that day. (laughs) That movie came out in May, and since May, I have been harassing producer Kenny. Have you seen the movie with your girlfriend? Have you seen the movie with your girlfriend? He's like, no, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Then you finally get to it, my man. (laughs) And you fall asleep? Yeah. But uh, You know what? I think Kenny has redeemed himself here. He admitted to her what happened because he didn't think she knew that he was so bored by it. Mm. And here's uh, what I don't want to assume, but I'm going to assume is going to be a very awkward conversation because that's what tends to happen. I want to hear that. Hi, my pumpkin pasty. You see what I said? Ready awkward. (laughs) Hi, my pumpkin pasty. Hi, Kenny. I have to come clean about something. Okay. You know how we finally watched Fast X, the Fast and the Furious movie? Yes. Did you happen to notice that I fell asleep during a big chunk of that movie? (laughs) Uh, yes. Okay, so you knew. You were asleep for like at least half the movie. (laughs) Why did I think that you didn't notice? I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that like you might have pressed play and then the next second you were out. (laughs) And I think it's really funny and cute that you didn't think I knew that. (laughs) No, she didn't bring this up to you? No, that's why I thought I got away with it. Oh, no, we know. We always know. Sounds like someone needs to work on their communication skills. Mm -hmm. Her name is, you know what? I shouldn't get involved. Yeah, yeah. I thought I had gotten away with something. (laughs) I do think I remember you waking up and kind of immediately going into the conversation, but it was like 
an hour and a half into the movie at that point. <laughs> it's always terrible hour when you wake up out of a nap. Oh, yes, Vin is hot. <laughs> <laughs> nice right. arms. I've been following along. He works out. Do I have to watch it again? You don't have to watch it again, but you can't trash it because you didn't really watch it. Mm. Not even the scene where Vin Diesel throws his son out of a moving car and he lands into another moving car. Nope. Only those of us who made it through the whole movie can laugh about how ridiculous that was. All right. I love you. I love you, too. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, microphones. We're going to spend the rest of the night just without microphones now. (laughs) Oh, I feel like... Thanks for the spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel weird right now. (laughs) Mostly because of that ending. What'd you do when the microphones went off? I don't care, TJ. I shouldn't ask that question. This is the (laughs) TJ Show. Kenny, try harder, okay? All right. Jaybo, I think our producer Heather is a little bit embarrassed. That's what I'm sensing. About what though? So apparently, she and her husband, Lewis, are going to a wedding. That's fun. And he's saying he's insisting on wearing sweatpants to the wedding because he doesn't want to be uncomfortable in a suit. I understand that. And so, why are you so upset about this, Heather? Because you can't wear sweatpants to a wedding. Who said? The world. No, the whole society, everybody. You just, you can't. Who cares what society thinks? If the I sweatpants do. are nice looking sweatpants, they're not. They don't look worn out. Okay, mm. then buy new ones. They don't look worn out. You can wear them with like a nice shirt and a nice mm-hmm. blazer and some nice shoes, preferably high tops, and he'll be fine. But these are sloppy sweatpants, is that right? Yeah, they're not like, they're not like dirty or anything, but they're not like nice looking. Like he's, it's gonna look like he's wearing sweatpants to a wedding. It's just not gonna be good. Yeah, I think the sweatpants you're talking about, Jabo, like, they're cool. They look almost velvety yeah. and like a dress up y feel. Sweatpants are. This is like what he wears to the gym. Yeah, or to bed or anywhere <laughs> right. else. Yeah, it's not. Okay. They're not. They look nice. raggedy. Yeah, they're not nice sweatpants. And okay. I'm, I'm going to guess these are probably your friends because you'd think he'd care about what his friends think. Well, he doesn't have any friends, so no. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like the the neighbor across the street from us. They're getting married. Oh. It's at their house, so I think that's his big issue too. He's like, oh, but it's at a house. Why can't I just wear whatever I want? We're not going to a fancy place. I'm like, but it's still a wedding. So, like a great journalist, and Heather is one. She confronts him and records the interview so we can hear it. Ooh, Maybe yeah. he's got a point. But you can't wear sweatpants to the wedding. Did you just call him butt? Yeah, that's what I call him. If it's not, it's it's loving. It's their pet name. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Why? Because you can't wear sweatpants to a wedding. Why? Because you can't. It's a, a formal event. You can't wear sweatpants. I'm not in the wedding. I'm just attending. There is something to admire there when someone just does not care what other mm-hmm. people think. I love that. But also, you got to think about your wife and that True. she's embarrassed. There's one person that he should care about what they think of him, and it's me. No one's going to see me. You're going to be at the re- reception, and yes, everyone's going to see you. What do you mean no one's going to see you? They're going to be up at the altar, but people are going to see you. But people are going to see you. I disagree. And I don't think the bride would appreciate you wearing sweatpants. Or the groom, for that matter. That doesn't sound right. Like, if you go to work, and there's a dress code at work, you wear pants, you wear jeans, you wear, you don't want sweatpants to work. That's different. Why is that different? They're paying me. Oh, just tell the bride and groom to slip them a couple (laughs) hundred dollars. Do you hear how nonchalant he is about this, too? Like, I'm very passionate about this, and it's a real issue with me, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it is kind of surprising. Right. I'll tell you this. If I went to a wedding and I saw some guy or a girl in sweatpants, I would realize they were there. I would remember them, and I would envy them. I would wish I was no. them. That confident. Yes. Or that socially 
challenged. Confident. I'm what are the confident? confident? Okay. Yeah. I don't care what you wear normally, but like at like a wedding or something like that, you can't wear sweatpants. Your dad would not will not let you wear pants to. I'm pretty to, sure my dad is not thrilled about having to dress up. But he does it because he knows the social protocol. Mm, I disagree. I don't know why you're being such a baby about this. You're, I'm not a baby. You're a baby. Well, you know, I haven't whipped that one out in a long time. I like the idea of calling an adult a baby. Yeah. <laughs> he, and at this point, he was being one. He was like stamping his feet. Grow up, be an adult, and wear the appropriate clothes to the appropriate event. I don't want to. And don't embarrass me. I'm not embarrassing you. All right. Well, I still love you, but you dress like a teenager. I don't dress like a teenager. Okay. So the fight is. <laughs> I tried to be nice. Yeah. You, you heard. The fight started. You heard how he no, was. No, I think you're right, Heather. I'm Thank on you. your side. I, if there was something my wife wanted me to wear, as a matter of fact, I'm so cautious about trying to look as cool as I possibly can. I try to manufacture coolness when I'm with my wife. I don't want people to look at her and go, oh, yeah, well, that was a bad choice. <laughs> so I'm working very hard. It's surprising. Maybe I need to hang out with Lewis a little bit. Maybe. Like, hey, bro, you see what? You don't want to mess with this. You got a great thing going. I was on Instagram yesterday and scrolling through like a zombie. I hate when that happens Uh-oh. to me. Wasting time, precious well, I'm, time. I'm usually pretty good at catching myself before that happens. Like I'll log on to look at the amazing, cool things that we post <laughs> at Plug. TJ Podcast on nice. Instagram. But other than that, everything annoys me. And so I, but I get trapped in the little spider web and I start scrolling and I see a girl that I was in love with in high school. Now, the, feel, the feeling was not mutual. I told her that when I was 19, like once we got out of high school. And she was like, oh, no, you're just a friend. And I was like, oh, Oh, well, that's shot to the heart. It's a bummer. Like, are you sure about that? You know that, like, I would treat you really well. I interviewed her and I was like, all right. And then after this big, long conversation, she told me that it wasn't a fit. I was like, all right, cool. Well, can we kiss? And she was like, no. (laughs) That's so weird. And I said, well, I thought, I didn't know if she was giving me a signal, but it turns out she was. And I was like, okay, cool. So have a good night. And then we were friends after that. She told you she wasn't interested in you. You interviewed her and then you asked her for a kiss. (laughs) Well, no, I asked her if we should. It, It was, Listen, I was not the smoothest operator when I was in high school and getting out of high school. And so anyway, fast forward a bunch of years and I actually look back on that conversation and that time is very helpful to me because I asked her a bunch of questions about what was wrong with me and she gave me some answers and I I took note and she was right. Like I was definitely a weird person. What was wrong with you? From what I remember in that conversation, she was like, you know, you kind of just like put everything out there and you don't hold any cards close to you. <laughs> and she's like, you, you should probably try that if you want a girl to be interested. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting point. So I, I take note of it. Anyway, long story short, years later, I mean, definitely not the right fit for me. Okay. Right. You but found your wife, Jess. She's wonderful. Yeah. Like I am so glad I'm with Jess now. And over the years I've run into her, you know, like Thanksgiving comes around, you wind up at the same bar. Or, so we follow each other on Instagram. Instagram all these years and I see that she posts a picture it was her 40th birthday and I'm scrolling through and I'm like oh my goodness some of my classmates are in this picture and so I'm trying to zoom in and as I'm zooming in because it's interesting when you haven't seen someone since high school mm-hmm. and they're now 40 years old mm-hmm. how did they get photoshopped how do they look <laughs> you know <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. What's, what's their head look like now right. and so I'm zooming in and while I'm zooming in my thumb hits the heart button <gasps> nice and I'm like oh <gasps> Come on, man. <laughs> and so then I'm I'm not even looking at it for this girl that I 
And I don't want to be liking her photos oh. now. It's like, we, that's not appropriate. Did you leave the like or did you take it off? No, you have to leave it because if I like it and then unlike it, it's weird. You know, everyone else is also on Instagram scrolling around. <laughs> she probably saw it pop up or maybe she has an alert because some people get alerts for every like. Yes. You know, especially do. when they've got 25 people following them. They're just, uh, <laughs> yo, great, I got a like. So what is that? I'm going to like it and then unlike it? That's even that. weirder. I've but that's that. weirder, Jabo. I, I do it if there's a lot of likes on the post because I'm like, ah, oh, the notifications probably is list long. So they're going to realize that I liked it and then unliked it. I need to tell my wife, Jess, this was not what it looks like. Oh, this, she probably doesn't care. I know she doesn't She's care. She's confident. But I was very irritated by my sloppiness. Yeah. <laughs> I've liked posts just so I can unlike posts. And I've also followed people just so I can unfollow oh, them. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny is Petty Kenny. Petty Kenny. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, fun. it's complicated. This is why we should not be scrolling around on the internet. Unless, of course, you're following at TJ Podcast on Instagram. And then you can slide into our DMs. You yeah. can like everything we post. And you can be a part of the show that way, too, by the way. If you go into our DMs, there's that little microphone. You can record your voice wherever you are. Send it in. Next thing you know, you might be on our show. And we love that. We want you to be a part of this show. Yeah, it's fun. So a warning today. Be careful with our sloppy fingers while we're flipping around Instagram. <laughs> it could be very embarrassing. This is the TJ Show, our news. It sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening on the planet today? There's a really interesting situation unfolding on Airbnb, and it indirectly involves Taylor Swift. Does Taylor need a place to stay? No. No, but somebody <laughs> needs she has a... plenty of places to stay, TJ. That's what I thought. Somebody needs a place to stay for the Taylor Swift show in New Orleans next October. Mm. So they booked an Airbnb for about $800 for two nights. And then the person booking the Airbnb was messaging with the host and came to tell the host that she was booking this Airbnb because she's coming to the Taylor Swift show mm. next year. When learning that, the host said... We're going to need to collect additional funds. The prices weren't properly set. So now this two-night stay is going to cost $2,400 plus taxes and fees, about triple what it was originally listed for. That's not cool at all. Sounds like this dude didn't realize there was a concert in town. Right. And it was like, oh, oh, wait, what? Yeah. He doesn't pay to interact with people sometimes. It's one thing if those are your prices going into the situation, like if it was $2,400 for two nights, that's one thing. Sure. But to then find something out after the person's booked and then increase their prices, that's just shady. It's not cool. So the woman reached out to Airbnb. It does appear that Airbnb is on her side Mm. when it comes to this, saying, don't cancel it. The host will have to cancel. If the host cancels, what happens is Airbnb penalizes them and those dates would be blocked from Mm. being booked in the future. At Mm. least if they're canceled for no good reason, which this would be considered no good reason. Glad they're on her side. But what ensued was a really heated and ugly messaging exchange with the host essentially accusing the woman of making threats and then saying, hey, if you don't cancel, we're not going to give you the codes. You're not getting into this place no matter what. They went on to then insult the person saying, well, you're welcome to justify your behavior with whoever will listen. I'm assuming you don't have a lot of friends, but that doesn't mean we have to listen to it. That's what the host said to the potential guests. If I was the one renting the spot, after I contacted Airbnb, that would have been the end of my conversation with the host. Airbnb says that they would have to cancel first. Like, why even bother continuing a conversation with somebody 
for an argument that you already know Airbnb has your back on. I've never been a fan of the service, but I'm glad to hear that Airbnb is standing with the customer on right. that. So that sounds unjustified. Well, I think it's smart on the part of Airbnb because Swifties have come to the defense of oh, this yeah, woman. There you go. The woman posted the whole entire messaging exchange oh. on TikTok. Oh. It's got That's millions it. of views. Thousands of comments. They've now found out who the host is, their full name. They're posting links to their other listings. Well, that's sad, too. I mean, it it shouldn't get to this point. You should not. It's just, stay at a hotel. It's a really ugly situation. Kenny, what else do you have? J-Bo, have you noticed anything different about your Oreos? Mm Mm-hmm. They've gotten a little thinner, a little smaller, and the cream was a little shy. You're not Mm -hmm. alone. And many Oreo lovers have taken their frustrations to Reddit, they're claiming Oreo cookies are getting thinner and you're getting less cream in the middle than we used to. And some are even suggesting banding together to file a class action false advertising lawsuit. Is every news story just ridiculous? Is that what uh, the point of this is? Hey, hold on now. Did you start this? <laughs> Maybe. Did you? <laughs> That's my second favorite cookie. What's your it Reddit account? Be, it needs to be taken care of. <laughs> Same price, less cream, not right. Oh, Jabo is Oreo lover, L U V R 12. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's 13 because that's Taylor Swift's favorite number and I'm a uh, Swifty, so yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? Prepare for a heartbreaking story, but I do think this oh, is important <laughs> that you need to hear this and hopefully something good comes from this horrible situation. In Libertyville, Illinois, Taylor Shepard was carjacked in her own driveway. And what's worse is her two-year-old son was still strapped into his car seat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is no. horrifying. The mother Scary. realized that and... With her son still in the car, she ran towards it. The carjackers didn't care. They actually ran her over. Oh, my god! And somehow she only sustained a pelvis injury. She broke her mm. pelvis. So she called police, and they asked her if she had the Volkswagen CarNet app on her phone. The app would allow you to track the vehicle via GPS. Also, you could remotely shut off the engine. However, when police called Volkswagen, they told them that the service had expired and they wouldn't do anything unless they received $150. Wow. Was it an activation fee? It's a service. It's, a, I guess, a monthly service or an annual service. In order for it to work, you have to pay. She let the free trial expire, I'm assuming. And because she wasn't in good standing, Volkswagen kept their hands neatly folded. That is ridiculous. You'd have to think it's got to be a poorly trained customer service representative. I would hope so. You would think that most people within that company would do the right thing. And this is why it's so important to train people properly and go through these these worst case scenarios. And you know, it's, a, it's a horrifying story for everyone. I'm assuming that the baby was found? Yeah, so eventually the $150 was paid. You know, you got to do what you got to do when in this situation. The boy was found unharmed wandering in a parking lot, and the vehicle was found abandoned a few miles away from that. So the family's now suing Volkswagen, saying this cannot happen to another family. Yeah, that's a horrifying story, but I'm glad that everyone is okay. Everyone's okay, and hopefully... Maybe this won't happen again. That's, that's what yeah, I'm hoping for, Yeah, there's got to be least. some emergency protocol in place. Hopefully that lawsuit will bring some change, because I can't imagine the trauma that not only is the mom and dad experiencing, but the son, too, who was in that car. Absolutely. Kenny, what else do you have? There's a movie that has been shot and shown to test audiences with positive feedback. It's called Coyote versus Acme. It's about the Looney Tune, Wiley Coyote, teaming up with a lawyer to sue Acme for their faulty products that have failed to help him catch the Roadrunner. Now, that sounds That's like funny. one of the most clever things I've heard in a oh, very yeah. right. long time. That's a great idea. <laughs> what an yes. idea. I love great that. Idea. That's a funny idea. 
So Warner Brothers has the rights to Looney Tunes and signed on to be the distributor for the movie. However, they recently announced that they would be shelving the movie, locking it away in their vault. They did something similar with the highly anticipated Batgirl a couple of years ago. Apparently, when you do this, they can report it as a loss to the IRS and receive a tax break. What? In the Coyotes case, this would be a $30 million tax break. This is what people think is happening? No, this is what's happening. Doesn't that seem wrong? That that sounds wrong. Are we sure about that? I mean, it's their property. They can do with it whatever they want. They oh. spent all of this money in production, and then they don't show it to anybody, so they report it as a loss. Sounds like a way to generate a lot of hype, because guess what? We're talking about it, and I want to see it. Well, well, it sounds like a way to save money on taxes, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How could you openly say that and not get in trouble, though? That's... It's theirs, yeah. yeah. There are plenty of tax loopholes. and It's horrible. Well, it's yeah. kind of like when stores, if you bring something back to a store, they can write it off if they decide not to put it back on the shelf. It's a loss for them. <sighs> well, so, I, I don't want to get involved with that because I think <laughs> this, I want to see the movie. Let's Can we shift to that? How do I see this movie about <laughs> the coyote suing Acme? So this decision, when they announced they were shelving the movie, many filmmakers canceled meetings with Warner Brothers. One director called them anti-art, and even members of Congress have called their actions predatory and anti-competitive. So this has now inspired Warner Brothers to reverse on their decision. Now, they're not going to be distributing it, but they are giving permission to the film's director to shop the movie to other distributors. And from what I understand, Amazon Prime, Apple TV Plus, and Netflix are all interested in the movie. Doesn't feel like real life. Almost seems like a bizarre story. A movie in itself. Yeah, Yeah. maybe they will make a movie about this. That's one of the most insane things I've ever heard. Well, good. Glad that Congress is getting involved. They're doing something, right? Well, they're speaking out about it. I don't know if they're getting involved, but there's got to be fans of of Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner in Congress. Sure. I mean, I think what reversed this decision is the court of public opinion. They got so much flack for this decision that they Weird. wanted to save face. TJ, if Congress got involved in this decision, the world would be upset about the things they should have gotten involved in that they didn't get involved in. So I'm just going to stay out that. of it and wait for the movie. Kenny, what else do you have? Take two. For Elon Musk and SpaceX and their Starship rocket, so perhaps not on this planet, but going to uh, the outer space, the Federal Aviation Administration has given the company the green light for a second space flight attempt for its ginormous rocket, which is supposed to bring humans back to the moon in a couple of years. Whatever happened? They can't use the old technology for the moon that worked the first time? I'm sure they could, but they want to improve it. They want to add more and newer technology, different kinds of fuel sources are all things they're working with. I'm hoping, since they're doing a take two, that they're fixing whatever problems happened with take one, because the first one blew up. Yeah, but they considered that a success. Back in April, the rocket lifted off the launch pad, achieved flight for a few minutes, then exploded in midair. But they did consider that a success. Now, the first test flight did cause some damage to the ground infrastructure and also raised some environmental concerns. So in order to get approval for the second test flight, SpaceX had to go through a safety review from the FAA and the U.S. Department of Fish and Wildlife. All is good, and I like they are that. set to launch tomorrow. I love that when something blows up, they can look at it and genuinely say, this was a success, yeah, and so here's why. The same thing. It built the foundation now for mm-hmm. trial two, and then right. let's see what happens with trial two. And eventually, my guess is, based on the history of this company, they'll probably get to what they want to do. And that's the history for a lot of successful people. I read a, one book after another, one book after another, and everybody's like, yeah, I failed, but I tried again. And they don't see the failure as like the end-all, be-all. No. And then it leads to success. It's wonderful. Well, it gives 
us hope. If something yeah. doesn't go exactly how we want it to go in a relationship or a job or with family, there's hope on the other side of it. It's happened right. time and time and time again. Well, there's a lot riding on this. NASA is depending on SpaceX for their upcoming lunar missions that are scheduled. So this is the TJ Show. Thanks for keeping us somewhat informed, Kenny. That's what's happening. 